0: I have never seen a more physically overmatched team. And I watched Georgia play TCU last year.
1: Welcome to the Speakeasy Sports Show. Time to pull up a seat, pour a glass, and talk some ball. Here's your hosts, Daniel and John.
0: Welcome everyone into the Speakeasy Sports Show, college sports and high spirits. He is John, I am Daniel, and um, one of us was right about who would win the national championship game. That's what happens when there's only two teams and you got two hosts, uh, and you pick different schools. So, uh, congratulations to me and uh, my correct pick, Uh, Michigan, is your... 2020 What do we call it? The 2023 National Champions or the 2024 we're, National Champions?
1: We're calling it 2023. Listen, yeah. I, I this this like 2 days or 8 I days into the new year, I hate it. please. It's 2023. The 2023
0: season National Correct. Champions
1: are the Michigan
0: Wolverines. Uh congratulations to Jim Harbaugh, congratulations to JJ McCarthy, congratulations to the entire staff and all of the players. Uh, Michigan dominated this game, John. Um they they were I have never seen a more physically overmatched team. and I watched Georgia play TCU last year. Yeah, but I'm talking about just in the trenches, Washington was as physically overmatched as I can recall seeing a team being um, in a championship game, and Michigan um, Michigan was able to just overwhelm. Michael Penix and the Washington offense with consistent D-line pressure and um, and then open up holes with the O-line for the run game, and that was all they needed.
1: Yeah, and and damn it, Daniel, you were absolutely right. Um, you were right about Michigan. I, I thought, you know, my my take on Washington was um, Washington has played a lot of close games. A lot of close games. They've had a lot of close calls. Um, I knew that Washington couldn't really match up with Michigan physically that physicality, but I did I, I didn't expect um Michael Penix to just to have the pre- I didn't expect Michigan to have the pressure on Michael Penix. Um and and that really got him completely out of rhythm and he couldn't he couldn't couldn't do anything. You had receivers dropping the ball. Um the lights were too oh, bright for Washington. Gosh. But yes, I agree. It the physicality, you know it's it's what's so interesting uh is is we continue to have this conversation in college football about the offense about you have these you know high flying TCU is one of those an uh, offense that just had you had players you had a quarterback who could make plays you had a lead yeah, wide receiver big a running back receiver on the big edge, physical yeah all those things um but these games continue to show when you get into the college football playoff when you get into uh winning time it is one in the trenches and kudos to Jim Harbaugh i mean the guy he 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 could have um abandoned his Philosophy. He could have abandoned, you know, like when, especially when they were losing those playoff games, when, you know, he could have, he could have completely like gone out and said, you know, I'm going to rewrite the script, but he didn't. He said, I'm going to continue to run the ball. I'm going to continue to get better up front. I'm going to continue to play physical football. Um, and open up those explosive plays. And, and you know, he won a national championship by 21 points uh, in a game where his quarterback threw for less than 150 yards. I mean, J.J. Um, I mean, McCarthy no, did absolutely no, no. And nothing they just in this ran, game. Yeah. yeah, just ran the ball right over Washington. And, um, you know, and, and good, good for Jim Harbaugh. You know, I think people – listen, people talk about the cheating, and we can talk about that some, some other time. Um, at the end of the day – there was no sign-stealing that was stopping Michigan's run game. Nope. Uh, there was nothing nope. nothing happening on that sideline nope. uh, that was allowing um, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum to just run it right down Washington's throat. No, and, and I'll tell you, yeah.
0: 78 in the middle of that
1: defensive Hope. front –
0: there weren't no signs being stolen. Mm-mm. He was just absolutely whipping the man in front of him whipping. and getting right to the quarterback. 73 and 77 on the Washington offensive line, T's and P's to you guys because it was some of the worst. The right guard and the right tackle. It was some of the worst offensive line play I have ever seen mm. in my entire life. My, um, yeah. Just my, getting whipped up front.
1: Yeah, my guy my guy Ross Dellinger... Um, from Sports Illustrated, or maybe he's at Yahoo now. But he, but Ross Dellinger, he 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 said the other day that uh, Michigan just blocked Washington to hell. And I thought like he's like on both sides of the ball, and I was yeah. like, that's exactly what happened. They had Washington in hell on that front seven. Um, and uh, and when that happens, man, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you have on the outside. It doesn't matter who if, if you can't if you can't run the ball. And open up that pass game, and you let that defensive front get rolling, and you let and pin theirs back, and you you know let that those offensive linemen start getting downhill on the other side of the ball. You're it's toast. Um, It is, and you saw the
0: game plan early for Washington was this little short, you know, this little short stuff Mm -hmm. um, to the outside, and I was frustrated watching it. Thinking to myself like this is not who you are, Washington. You got to throw yep. the ball down the field. They didn't attempt to pass over twenty yards in the first half of the game. They yep. led the country in passes over twenty yards on the season. It's not who they were. They weren't getting the ball to to Polk, McMillan, Adunze. They weren't using Penix's talents. And I was frustrated at Deboer. You know, Caleb Deboer and the offense and the system and the game plan. Yeah. But then the later you got in the game, you realized oh. They knew who they were. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were up against. They watched film and they saw this is this is the only thing we got. Because Michael Penix, if they had started in the first half doing what they did in the second half out of necessity, Michael Penix wouldn't have finished that game. He shouldn't have finished that game anyway. No. He got absolutely he was literally pulling his pad off his body so that he could take a breath to continue playing in the football game no telling how many ribs he had cracked yeah. it by the end of that game he wouldn't have finished the game and they knew it and so um it you know while it seemed like they had a shot because the Michigan offense to Washington's credit they were able to shut him down on on the defensive side of the ball um and they were able to stop that run game and they were able to get some stops in the second half and give their offense a chance they were down seven points for an hour and a half. Yep. But they were never going to do anything with that football. They couldn't, they were
1: never going to do anything because
0: like you said, they were just getting destroyed up front. Yeah.
1: yeah. And when you're one dimensional and, in, in 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 when you get, you know, a, the later you get in the season, when you become one dimensional, um, it, it's just, it's just over. Like, I think, you know, I think people, um, you watch these games and, and, and a lot of times like, you know you're watching the ball and you're seeing what's happening around the ball but what Michigan was doing is at, all bets are off when 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 you're one dimensional it's like dude you're sending safety blitzes you're sending corners you're run blitzing like there's nothing there's yeah. nothing you can do and um uh but you know what i what i really what i really liked about this game um is that i think you know when you when you think about the season, the 2023 season. This game kind of summed it up, right? Like you had mm. this game was not this game was an ugly football game. It wasn't flashy. Um and uh and I think like it really summed up what we saw throughout the college football season where Michigan was clearly the better team on that field. Um, but it's still, you know, you you look at it and you're still like, man, that 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 it wasn't pretty football. And so I think 2023 was was a story of uh, of of a lot of ugly football at the end of the season. It really, um, it really was. Yeah, yeah, it
0: really was. I I think it's I don't think it's disputable <sighs> that Michigan is the best team in the country, mm-hmm. um, deserve to be the national champions, hoist that trophy, win the national championship. And it's in no way a, an effort to take away from them because they were the best team, and that's what you're trying to be. But yeah, it was a weird year for college football. It was a lot of non sexy football out there. Um uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously Jim Harbaugh that's that's going to be the biggest story going in the offseason for Michigan. Both these teams lose so much talent though uh, on the football field. Yeah. Um it'll be hard for either of these teams to make the college football playoff and that's expanded to 12 teams. Yep. Next year. It'll be hard for both these teams to make the college football playoff. And, you know, Michigan fans particularly might be angry about that. But I mean, the the amount of talent that they lose on both sides of the ball is is astronomical. Yeah. And it's it's not like Michigan's it, out here recruiting at the you know, the world's most elite
1: rate. Nope. And but Michigan they, has you know, Michigan has to play Texas. You gotta play uh Oregon. You got to play Ohio State. You got to play USC. I mean, you know, it's not a, it's not it's the the schedule that Michigan had this year was a cake schedule. It was a cake schedule, and good for them for running through it fifteen and zero. They beat Alabama. They beat Washington. They're the national champions, and that is well deserved. But you're looking down that pike of losing a lot of talent and. Uh, and you got some really good teams on that schedule next year.
0: It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, For John, I am Daniel. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Speakeasy Sports Show. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. we got more football content. We'll be talking about recruiting, some off-season stuff, and we got a whole season of college basketball. March Madness is right around the corner. We'll be covering all of it, college sports and high spirits, here on the Speakeasy Sports Show. We'll see you guys next time.